Hi there, and welcome to the Living with SMA podcast. We're here to have conversations about living with spinal muscular atrophy. Throughout this podcast, we will be covering lots of different topics, from preparing for university, getting the most from your personal budget, sex and relationships, and lots, lots more. So we invite different hosts from across the SMA community to come together here. We want to answer your questions, provide you with useful tips and recommendations, and also share personal stories. So please do reach out and connect with us here at the charity SMA UK. Thank you for listening, and we hope you find the podcast useful. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Living with SMA podcast. And today's episode is all about siblings. Um, I'll be chatting with my sibling Shannon, and we'll be talking about our relationship growing up and where we're at now. Um, My name is Jordan, I have SMA type two, and I'm 23 years old and Shannon is unaffected. We're not really sure if you're a carrier of SMA or not, um, and Shannon is 18. So I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions about what it's like to be my sibling, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah? Okay. So let's start with when we were younger. Mm-hmm. What was it like having a sister with a disability? Do you sort of remember anything being different? Um, mostly just having my toes run over quite a bit. <laughs> I'm not that bad a driver, <laughs> no, I'm sure you, that. but... I don't know, I, just, I remember wanting a lot of attention because obviously mum would put you to bed every night and I'd be like, oh, but I want the same attention, so I'd be a bit of an attention seeker, that's pretty much it. And that's the thing, I don't know if it's part of just your personality when you're a child or whether it's because I was disabled, but you were quite naughty. Yeah. Um, but that, that said, I do think mum did a brilliant job of making sure that you've got the opportunities yeah. that I couldn't access and things like that. Because I, I did a lot of fun things, like I went to dance, and I went to brownies, I went to circus skills, all this extra stuff. Mm-hmm. And whereas you can like access that, it was just nice to all the time, I suppose. Yeah. And, and what about like uh, family holidays and stuff? So there were some places we couldn't particularly go because it wasn't accessible enough to you. So like when we went to Legoland, there wasn't a lot of rides you could go on. But when we could go on the rides, we could use, um, well, not use your disability, but have it as a fast pass. Fast pass. was quite nice. Um, yeah. And it, it, we also seem to need to take other people with us because obviously if we go together, we're with a family unit. Um, so say mum could go on a ride with you yeah. or our cousins could go on a ride with you. So I feel like it wouldn't be a case of, that's it, nobody goes on the ride if George can. Absolutely, yeah. I think we'd just go on it, but half the time I was too scared to go on it myself. So <laughs> what's the difference issue completely, isn't it? Um and also uh, we didn't really go on abroad holidays, mm. but I we did when I was twelve. Do you remember much about that family holiday? Was mm-hmm. that when we took that? Mm-hmm. That was really fun. I remember the airplane, I spilled hot chocolate on myself mm-hmm. and <laughs> we got a bit angry at the people lifting your chair. She broke a few things, but yeah, it was really fun holiday. To be fair, we did quite a bit. Well, we we did and we didn't. So on this holiday, um, there was only one accessible taxi in the town. I don't know if you mm. remember that, um, but that meant know. that in the whole week we were there, the seven days, we could only go out one of the days to the city, and the rest of the time we had to spend around like where we were living and the pool that we were renting and stuff. Mm. Was that an issue for you? Or? I mean. 
I just enjoyed spending time with the rest of the family because it wasn't often that we had our family and then our auntie and then our nan all in one place, mm-hmm. especially on holiday. So it's nice just in the swimming pool. Yeah. We still, you in as well. we still get the quality time, don't we? Um, I'm going to ask you a different question now and you can be honest. Mm-hmm. What were some of the challenges of having me as a disabled sister? There weren't many challenges to be fair what about now if it's easier to think about it now there's not really challenges still because we still go out and do all the fun things and nothing's really stopping us doing anything to be fair and all the other active stuff i could just like do with my friends or just not do (laughs) just not do just not do it pretending you're active yeah (laughs) um what about some of the perks other than fast passes Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean it was pretty cool to be like yeah my sister's in a wheelchair when i was a child because i could get free rides really impressed some friends actually yeah that's an interesting question did you ever talk about me being disabled to your friends well it's one of the things I mention the more like I get closer to my friends I'm like oh yeah I have siblings and they're like oh okay how are they and I'm like well my sister is 23 she's in a wheelchair and they're like oh why is she in a wheelchair I'm like, oh, okay time to explain SMA no but that's what I mean is but, that something that you do bring up when you're talking about me yeah but not in a negative sense mm. I'm just like yeah she's in a wheelchair but she's still like she's got a degree she's getting a master's she's got a job she's employed all that jazz <laughs> more successful than some people your age um thanks you're welcome it's true though i think it is one of those things though isn't it where if you are gonna like bring friends home mm-hmm. it's helpful if they know yeah. at least the bare minimum so that they're not freaked yeah. out it's nice giving them a bit of a heads up but half the time they're completely fine with it they're like oh all right of course they you wouldn't be friends with people that aren't very nice. No, I'm not very good at selecting friends, but I choose the ones which are pretty accepting. And uh, yeah, and I think that's how it's always going to be in life in general. Though. Absolutely. Um, I really like your car as well. My car? Yeah, we call it the TARDIS because <laughs> it's just gigantic. Yeah, it is. And I've given your friends lifts before. Yeah. That was quite scary, actually, I think, because I'm a bit worried about how they perceive me. I know mm. that that's just a general a worry thing for disabled people or maybe just me but um i'm always worried that they'll think that they're not safe because obviously i'm driving with hand <laughs> controls and the steering wheel's moving on it so yeah um but obviously they've been in my car since and they haven't complained so they think it's cool if anything they're that's not good. like ah oh, tiny joysticks and we're gonna be in a car crash they think oh that's cool control we're gonna be in a car crash <laughs> oh god would never no gosh i'm a very good driver just so everyone knows um are there any times where you feel protective of me oh absolutely when we're in public i'm just and we're walking towards a big group of people i will either like stand by your sides or in front or behind you sort of thing more in front of you just so i can kind of i do ask you to do that a lot of the time as well and if i'm going too fast i'll like check that you're still there because sometimes I end up running off and you're just left in a crowd and it's not very fair on you but it's also when people give you weird looks yeah and they're just or like not children but when they're at an age to understand that being disabled is a thing I suppose and they're just a bit like hmm I'm like it's okay 
It's quite so interesting many. that children bother you more than adults do. Well, it does adults, I don't know, it's child's curiosity, I guess. But then when adults are a bit like, hmm, that's not okay. And I think you see that more than me because obviously I'm the person doing the driving through the crowds and stuff or driving through town you see how people respond to me because you're outside of my office my world view are there times where you wanted to say anything to people i've never there's never been a point where anyone's like fully like scowled at you or anything <laughs> good so they've just kind of been like hmm, confusing and there's never been a time where i've been at that point i suppose where i'm just a bit like yeah this is yeah not good with confrontation either so i probably wouldn't anyway yeah and i think i've got the confidence to stand up for myself if i know something's happening mm. um what about when i am around people that are poorly does that affect how you feel protective of me absolutely um whenever we have colds in the household we're just a bit like stay away from George. we don't want to accidentally give a pneumonia eventually um and, but our family's quite aware of it, so they're like, okay, I've got a call, I'll stand back and I'll make sure you know that. Um, it's not because you stink, it's because you're ill. I don't, I don't want to get ill, because yeah. obviously when I was 11, I got a cold, just a family cold, mm. um, which ended up being a chest infection and that ended up being pneumonia. And during that time, I needed to go to hospital and be sedated and stuff. Um, but because I was only 11, I had my mum with me and um, at the time our parents were split um, and they'd been split since we were really young. So with mum staying at hospital with me, we needed somewhere for Shannon to stay. Um, so you stayed with our cousin for a while. Your cousin, dad's cousin, dad. Yeah, do you remember that time? Um, I remember staying at Karen's. Yeah. And I was just on my DS the whole time, so I was pretty occupied and I remember going to Auntie, with Auntie Lou and they won a holiday so I went on holiday with them which was like oh yeah great but also you were in hospital at the same time I was just a bit worried about that hold up the uh, holiday that you did with our auntie was when I had my back operation that's a different one that was a different one I had my back operation uh, a few months before I had pneumonia and we knew that you'd need to stay with my auntie and she was like well, I'm planning to go to Spain. Shall I just take Shannon? So you got a free holiday. I got a free holiday. Out of uh, me having back surgery. Yeah. But it was really good because that meant that you didn't have to you didn't have to know too much about what was going on mm. and you wouldn't have been scared for me. Not that you necessarily would have been. Well, I know um, the risks of anesthesia now. I wouldn't particularly know them as a child. Okay. I mean, I was just like, George's in hospital again. Well, no, just because you, you were told that that was the case. Yeah. But I think that was the joys of being a little bit younger than me. Because mm. when I was 11, how old would you have been? Seven? Six, seven. Mm. Not old at all. So I would, wouldn't be surprised if you didn't remember feeling like you were being passed around. Um, mm, I didn't really feel like I was being passed around, per se. I just felt like I was visiting a relative. It was a bit like out of the blue sometimes visiting certain members of the family I wouldn't usually but I don't feel like I was passed around that's good and I'm quite lucky that I haven't been hospitalized much Absolutely. much since that but because it all happened in, <coughs> when I was young it all just kind of blurred into one yeah and which makes sense really because I think that's the joys of it not being such a big deal mm. yeah it's not yeah we made it not a big deal at the time 
but it happened quite a few times. Not. What do you mean? When you'd like just go into hospital and be like, oh, okay. I've only ever been in hospital three times. Yeah. Oh, you mean hospital appointments? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I suppose when I, when I had hospital appointments, I'd have mum's one-on-one attention because we'd have to go somewhere. But we always got McDonald's, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, what about our relationship now? Oh, it's so great. Yeah, we have got a really good relationship. I'm really grateful for that. I love being siblings with you. Oh, thanks. That's pretty much it. We get on really well. We do. We still have our fallings out. Don't get me wrong. That's me just being a stroppy teenager, though. And this is something that is quite important to talk about. So as Shannon got older, I started to ask them more and more to help me out with stuff. whether it's going to the toilet or getting changed, maybe going to bed later, then I could get a carer to put me to bed. Um, and so it, it first it was like exciting because I gave you this permission to help me with something that I wouldn't let anyone help me with. And then I think eventually with if I don't monitor how much I'm asking for stuff, it can become a bit of a burden. Um, or like you said, if you were in a bad mood, mm. then we'd end up falling out over something really little Mm. but that can only be managed by making sure that I don't ask too much of you yeah and it is rough because you've got to get these things generally like done for your not health but your well-being no it is my health and well-being absolutely and it's just it's not fair if I don't do that for you and there's a situation where there's no one else who can do it it does put strain on it sometimes. That's what I'm, do you feel obligated to help me? Um, you can say yes if, if it's a yes. Because our family, particularly on our dad's side, are very much a case of, Shannon, you look after George. Yeah. You do this, make sure she's warm and don't get a cold all that jazz. Um, obligation, maybe as a sibling. Because mm. I like to help my siblings most of the time um but other than that, and that's the thing I, I like you i like to help you in other ways although i can't help you physically i do like to be there for emotional support like mm. an older sister should be yeah but also i'm very conscious that i don't want you to be limited by my world that's why i'm really really glad that you're you're off to uni in September. Shannon's going to go and study to be a vet, which is really exciting. Um, but already, I've I've started to think about what am I going to do if my carers can't come that night? What am I going to do if I'm busting for the toilet and my mum's busy and things like that? Um, and it all boils down to organisation. So I already know that I need to employ a member of staff and maybe somebody to work as as bank. But it's not going to offer me the same flexibility as having someone yeah. in the house who could do it pretty easily. Because you just send me a text and then I'm downstairs. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that, Shan. When I message you, like, you're free, can I go to the loo? And you're just like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I just won't respond. i just come down anyway. Just yeah. Like... No, because it, it makes my life easier more than you probably realise. Yeah. And it gives me that independence, which we are all striving for with SMA just to to function as average as we can mm. and you really helped me with that <laughs> do what i can yeah i'm not in a mood 
no, we're all we're all allowed to be in moods, and we still have our moments. Mm. Just got to push through at those points, though, isn't it? Because you've got to go to the toilet and get them to bed. It's just normal things. But sometimes me and Mum will tag team if we've fallen out midway. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. It's it's so strange. What was it like when I was at uni? When I was at uni, was it? different for you because obviously I wasn't texting you every five minutes yeah. or something I mean we 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 had a rocky childhood um relationship wise hold on I see yeah so it wasn't rocky as in like we fought daily no no but we, like, d- we didn't have a good relationship because you mm. were very naughty and I was very <laughs> bossy and those two things don't always go well together um so we we didn't really get on until mm. I'd say I was a bit older, a bit more mature. Yeah, like just before you left for uni, mm-hmm. we were like in prime. Yeah, having a great. But I think that's that's when our interests aligned, Absolutely. just as they would with our other siblings or with even friends. You need stuff in common. Yeah, and we didn't have that until just before okay. I left for uni. By the sound yeah. of it, but then that attachment that we formed meant that when you went to uni. I was just devastated that you were gone. I was like, no, I've got no one to sort of confide in, no one to lean on, sort of emotionally, definitely. It's just, I had so much dependence on you that I didn't realise I had. So when you were gone, I was just kind of sat, like, oh God, what do I do? Because mum's busy with the other kids, uh, or I just feel like I can't go to her sometimes when I've got issues. So I just like, George. No, but please. that's exactly what I, I was trying to say. What you offer me in physical support, I try to offer you back in emotional support because that's what I have to offer. Yeah. And I think that's really good. I think that we've got a really good bond, even when we argue, as siblings do. I come and apologise within a few hours at least. <laughs> Can we just talk a little bit about Izzy and Zach? So we have two younger siblings. Um, they are 10 and 5. Yeah. Oh my goodness, 10 and 5. Um, what do you think they're like with me? They're very good. They're very respectful of you and your needs. Mm-hmm. So they're not like if they're playing with toys a bit aggressively or like throwing stuff around and you walk through, they will like chill out for a second while you go through to make sure they don't hurt you in any way. And they will like go and get you drinks and stuff when you ask them too nicely and they're getting one. Um, sort of help you out. Yeah. yeah, I think that's slightly different between obviously when we were younger, we were quite close in age. Mm. So you weren't at the point where you could get me stuff or help me out as much. Whereas now, especially now that Iz is 10, she'll often to get me a drink or she'll pick something up if I drop it. And they've been brought up in this way where they're helpful but it's not it's not a forced task mm. if that makes sense yeah. they're helpful because we all just love each other and we want to be there for each other yeah, yeah. Oh, family unit <laughs> I, I absolutely love being a sibling i love being the oldest sister yeah. more specifically i think when it all boils down to it being a sister was my role this is the reason i'm here i know that sounds like a bit of a, a big statement to make but one of my greatest joys is going to be watching you and the other two grow up be successful maybe do some of the things that I couldn't 
Yeah, but we're only successful because we want to be like you. Because you oh. really did pave the way for us because you did so great in school. And I was like, right, okay, I've got to do as good as you or better. And that's just kind of the ethos that we grew up with. Like, if we're not as good, if we're not as good as the sibling before us, then we're not on the right track, per se. Yeah. So Izzy's trying to catch up with my art abilities and I'm just like trying to help her on the way. But we're, yeah, we're just passing yeah. down that, that support. Yeah. And it's definitely trailing down because she was the one who started off with art. And then I liked art and then Izzy likes art. And we're waiting for Zach to join on. Yeah. He's getting there. But I, I, I absolutely love being a sibling. I think we've got solid friendships and I hope this continues when we are older, when the kids have grown up when we all live in separate places i really hope that we can still have that bond where it's a mutually supportive bond whether that be physical or emotional absolutely i mean i'm already considering getting a house with accessibility things and i'm like okay so how much are the price of a hoist and stuff so can you imagine if you've got a house with steps on <laughs> just you're not coming into my house George. we've fallen out oh god no, i would never and I'd be getting the ramps out your car and just like, yeah, you're getting in this house. I don't care what happens. I'm and it, things don't have to be immediately perfect because I'm hoping that you'll be travelling yes. or you'll be going different places. So I don't expect to be able to get into all of your houses in the future. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's nice that you think of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And drop curve access. Uh, drop curve access. Drop curves outside your house. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to chat about being siblings? No. Can't think of anything? I think that we've covered lots and lots of different things. Um, if anyone's got any questions for me or Shannon, please get in touch with SMA UK. Um, the charity is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Um, and the website is smauk.org.uk. Um, thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast today. And don't forget to subscribe to the Living with SMA podcast.